Oh, you seeing this? recording now. Are you seeing this? Oh, God damn it. Stop it. This is so unreasonable. Don't Do not get. zoom in on that. <laughs> oh. You're not Jesus funny, Harry. Christ. Holy shit. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Oh, he's got a ring in it. Oh, he's... Oh. Oh. <laughs> You're a genius, aren't you? Why do you hate me? Eh? Barry X Shrek. Oh, yes. <laughs> Barry B. Benson. Wait, was it Barry B? I can't remember. Okay, what are we talking about? Stop this shit. Stop fucking around, Jamie. Your mum. So we're talking about. Um, great, really. Thank you so much. Okay, what, what, what's, what's, what's the order of business? Well, so basically, the reason I thought it was... The reason I thought it was interesting was because just the way that it handles the idea of a glorified serial killer is what I find really interesting. Okay, can I just very briefly lay out my summary of this TV show? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to name this TV show Boomers Shouldn't Be Allowed on the Internet. That's it. That's all I'm calling it because <laughs> it's it was genuinely, and I haven't seen the third episode, but I've briefly looked at the plot synopsis. Um, it was genuinely like watching fucking my idiotic uncle desperately trying and failing to, you know, solve a mystery online and talking about things that he has no idea about. Like, I, I click on the image and I copy it to the image search and I find his face on Google Images search and then I can look in it and look at the XF day and it's like, Jesus wept. This is genuinely cringeworthy. Um, so yeah, it was, I thought that was god awful. Yeah. It actually genuinely made, and like the, what, what really got me overall is like actually genuinely how incompetent the people featured in it was. And I was never really sure whether the documentary was taking that seriously. I.e. whether they were actually trying to sort of glorify it a little bit and be like, oh, look at these amazing sort of amateur sleuths finding the answer. No, like they are were genuinely trash. So do you know about the 4chan um, uh, Shia LaBeouf thing where they no. tried to find him. so Sheila LaBeouf had a live stream of a flag that said he will not divide us which was a response to the Trump presidency and 4chan made it like their goal to find it and replace the flag with like a fucking Kekistan thing some alt-right trash anyway um they triangulated the position of it based on the angle of the stars and planes that flew past at specific times of the day oh like, yeah this is this is this is the this is the level of like autism that that can be enacted on the internet and these people were genuinely just like oh i reverse image searched him and after a month and a half of looking at this facebook page realized it was a porn actor that ah uh, oh god oh it was cringeworthy so yeah that, that's my like overall summary and the thing that i think i found the most frustrating was that it was presented as if there was some sort of high-tech sleuthing by these like computer geniuses and this like dogged team of amateur investigators and it's you know 
the stuff they were doing was like if i tried to find someone i'd try those things in the first 15 to 20 minutes and i'm this isn't even like you know something i'm good at do, do you know what i mean like it, it was just in I, I thought sort of infuriating to watch like it was it was it's a documentary made for people who don't understand the internet about people who only vaguely understand the internet and it's treating those people like they're fucking mr robot from the hacker tv show anyway yeah sorry tell me what you're actually interested in because it sounded more interesting than this yeah i don't know that's and an, i find that interesting because that wasn't quite what i took away from it um and uh, you're right though because it was really what the show was about as well now that I think about it, I, I didn't even realize that was kind of the point, but I just kind of glossed over it because I just thought it was um, the lens through which they were viewing the story, which was, to me, much more interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the show is the show is about the people doing the investigating, right? Yeah, I think you're right there. Like, I didn't really think of that peg, properly. Pegged to a somewhat interesting story about a serial killer. Well, not a serial killer, was he? I, I can't even remember um hmm. yeah so okay so what's your what's your sort of general conception of it what, what what did you find interesting about it did you like it overall uh, i mean it was it was entertaining i wouldn't say i, I wouldn't say it was good do you see what i mean Look, I, I i watched it on 1.75 times speed and i would not want to watch it any slower than that yeah, I guess you didn't. You didn't feel the drama of it. I mean, that was one of the things that I I did notice was that it was very dramatic in its telling of the story, in the sense that. Um, I mean, I'm just always instantly suspicious of documentaries that do that anyway, right? Yeah, um, well, that was that was kind of what my main issue with it was really that it was so so sort of so dramatic in its telling that it framed, kind of yeah made it made. Uh, the tragedy into entertainment. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think that's too out there because that actually kind of fits with the way a lot of people on the internet do view these things where they turn, they turn like some little project that they or some community have into some grand, exciting, dramatic narrative. I, I, I think that almost mirrors it in sort of kind of a cute way. Um, but it was clearly forced into a sort of narrative, I thought, that was, you know, rather rather artificial. Um, I mean, I'm thinking of things like the bit when he's like, and we that was when I realised he was going to kill somebody. And it's like, no, you didn't. Like, the moment a video of him coming out with the cat, everyone was going to be reeing about, like, this is a sick maniac, don't murder someone soon, et cetera, et cetera. Like, because that's what always happens on shit like this on the internet. Um can I just say one thing, actually? Um, now, I still haven't really watched the last episode, and I realise that it's probably it gets to a somewhat moralising point about, you know, maybe us searching for him was a bad thing, right? Yeah. However, I think as much as you do a moral of maybe it's not a good idea to hound someone on the internet, I think the presentation still leaves something to be desired. Um, and I think you'll find a lot of people watch this documentary and they're like, you know what, I'd love to be involved in some like internet sleuthing, what's it called? And mm. I think that is Wait, ins sorry. insanely irresponsible. One, one second. Can you, okay, keep going. 
what was I saying? Um, I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah, I think it's that's a moralizing actually, point. Yeah, I think it's incredibly irresponsible to make a TV show about something like this and err on the side of glamorizing it a little bit, given the um, the context. General, not that context in particular. The context I was going to bring up is the Reddit Boston bomber one. Do you know about this? Yeah, exactly. Um, and like encouraging anyone, even if it's like implicitly encouraging it. Do you, do you know what I mean by like the moral of this may be that they shouldn't have gone after him, but the framing and the presentation of it is that it's exciting and interesting to do this. Do you, do you know yes, what I mean? Exactly. Um, right. That was, that so, was what I found problematic with the whole thing. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So, like, it's also, um, like, like when 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 you when you see various things, like, um, I'm trying to think of an example now, but but basically, say a film where there's like an anti-hero who is like a racist or something, and people defend the film by being like, "Ah, oh, the moral of the film is that it's good to be not racist and so on and so forth," but the coding of the film and the presentation of the film. Imply attaches coolness to like I don't know racism or whatever or violence mm-hmm. etc. Et mm-hmm. This is much the same thing. Like it's the the way that it's presented effectively glorifies and makes it an enticing idea to go and sleuth after someone on the internet. When the reality is that the only message anyone should ever be given is tell the fucking police and leave it up to them, because otherwise we get the Boston bomber bullshit. Yeah, so that's that's my position, largely. Those are like my main feelings on it, and it's it's that it's yeah, it's over over dramatized. Um, it kind of tries to make things that really aren't that complicated and internet sleuthing tasks into some sort of high tech hacker bullshit. And finally, I think it's quite irresponsible. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the thing that bothers me the most about it is that. For us, the criticism, the kind of response you would get to that point is, well, it makes people think about it, so that's a good thing, right? But it, it feels like that sort of nuance, when you're talking in a public context, just there is no room for it. Do you see what I mean? Like the, like we can do a kind of, uh, a glorification of a of a smaller issue, and uh, within a within a closed group that is ex- has expertise around that particular issue. But as soon as you as soon as you dramatize it to the same extent at a at a in a public way, there are a lot of people who don't understand it, and that's the same. It's the same kind of story as the Donald was originally a satire subreddit right well, like, that's that's a bit of a misrepresentation but it was semi-satirical yeah well i yeah i i mean it's not whether or not it was is not important but i mean we we all have seen that sort of uh something gets put out there gets taken out of context and then gets out of hand and has a really negative impact yeah no no of course i i, I know exactly what you mean yeah and i i just I, I find that sort of use is just this sort of thing is just rampant because there's a group of people making content 
in this case it's Netflix, and um, they're all super familiar with the content. So they go, oh, well, no one would misunderstand this, right? No one would misunderstand it. And then it's yeah. horribly misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, I think it's, it's it, yeah, there's an over-familiarity with it. But also I think there's just a le- level to which people do do sort of, like, I don't think people at Netflix care. I think they're just like, wow, we have a really cool story here. Let's tell this really cool story. Like, I don't, I genuinely, I don't think there's much more to it than that, really. No, no, I agree. I just, it's a lack of responsibility in that sense is what I'm saying. Because yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's the same thing as when you see, like, I've had a lot of these moments myself recently where I, like, come across something and I'm like, wow, this thing is awesome. It works so well for me. It's made a huge difference in my life. And then you kind of want to go around and tell everyone about it. The thing is, if you do that, you completely forget that, yeah, it works really well for you, but boy, you know, you have a very sp- specific circumstance and approach to understanding it. So it may not work well for someone else because they don't have that same context. And there's just this obliviousness to the, to, to the, imp- to the kind of how uh, ideas need context in order to, for them to work well, right? Like it's the same idea of, um, you wouldn't call a Jewish person who gets panic attacks in Nazi Germany, someone with an anxiety disorder, you'd probably say they have useful anxiety, right? Because the context is helpful. It, it kind of makes those ideas helpful. I'm somewhat confused. <laughs> explain, well, more. Um, well, explain more. Explain more. Which part? Um, are you just making a general argument about context? About... What was that just context the nazi germany allegory i do not understand yeah it's basically just a, a you need context uh the context determines whether the impact of something is good or bad it totally determines it so like the example is um you know another example would be like the whole jordan peterson shit where it's like take responsibility for yourself you know actually like there is some space for you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps is really useful for a what we might think of as typically what you can pre- pre- suppose might be typical kind of white incel people or who actually have quite a lot of advantages, but they're just not making use of them. But if you say that to someone who comes from an, you know, an African American. Right. Yeah. Or like, you start, or you start using it as like a, a, an entire social um, philosophy it becomes problematic yeah i I absolutely obviously but i'm I'm not even sure the issue here is context like there's a bit of it but like they provide a lot of context in the film well the documentary the tv show whatever the fuck you're gonna call it it's it's not really context it's about your audience um and speaking to an informed or an ill-informed audience so that's what i'd probably liken this film to is um um, watching, like, let's say, uh, alt-right propaganda videos. Like, so if you're an academic and you watch an alt-right propaganda video, great, that's fantastic. You're doing, right. you know, you, you, you've got the, con- well, I, yes, I guess context, but like you've got the knowledge to come at it with a sort of an informed perspective. YouTube serving up alt-right propaganda videos to the entire world, not good. And that's largely the same thing as I think here. 
So like, because you and I have some understanding and some background knowledge of internet sleuthing that has gone horribly wrong. Um, yeah. And also about like, in reality, actually how advanced these people are, which is not very advanced. They're a bunch of boomers on a Facebook group. We can look at this with like a grain of salt and be like, oh, yeah, no, they're actually not handling this very well. Uh, they were lucky that the person that they ended up hounding wasn't, um, actually was a fucking maniac. But like in previous examples, there have been, including one in the film itself, there have been multiple occasions where people just hound randomers to the point of like, you know, in one case, suicide, although not necessarily that the Boston Monomon guy was driven to suicide by the hounding, but like, you know, um, it, yeah, that's, that's basically what I need to say. Yeah, um, that's exactly like, what I'm saying. And my kind of, it ties into the point that I'm making is that the people who made the show have all of that context and they just, there's kind of an assumption that people are going to get it but they don't yeah. understand how people digest their concept, that concept. Yeah, I mean, or, I mean, you could be more cynical and say what I believe, which is that they knew that they weren't giving people the proper context. They understood that this could be dangerous and they didn't care because it's a cool story and they wanted to make another meme drama, like fucking making, a, like a lot of Netflix's most popular things, like Making a Murderer or the Amanda Knox stuff. That's, it's made by that's the same the, people as Making a Murderer. This is one. it well that's a yeah. surprise like it's been this like true crime but with a twist do you know what i mean yeah um this, there's actually something very interesting about the idea that like you're bringing people along for the ride with an investigation which has traditionally not been how at least documentary filmmaking has done things um it's obviously it's how it, they're, they're treating uh, documentary filmmaking much much closer to the way you treat fictional cop dramas or detective dramas um and it's probably something to be said about whether or not that's worrisome to, in my opinion anyway throwing that out the window what i'd quite like to ask you is whether or not you think there's a way this could have been done well oh that's a good question yeah i've been thinking about this right because part part of the part of the thing is the story has it's kind of problematic nature built into it to some extent and it's the same that the fact that it is problematic by nature is the same issue that causes um people to say oh well news news networks shouldn't be talking about mass murderers right like they just shouldn't be sharing this information um and I, the thing is is I, i'm not i'm not actually sure I'm not sure that there is a uh, way that you can do it without it being somewhat problematic. Maybe not, but I think there are ways you could do it better. I've got a few specific things that I think they could have done to make it, to improve yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So like, number one, they should have started the TV show with laying out exactly what this bloke did. Yeah, so I like it. Yeah. When you do that, you stop the you know like ooh, what's the art okay by the way it should be said that both of the things i'm going to say would pretty heavily detract from the overall effect and would probably make it a less popular tv show but i don't care i think it would also make it a better one um so number yeah. one it should start it should start out by showing people what actually happened and who the bloke who 
um, actually murdered them was and the fact that he got arrested. And that would yeah. stop you being quite so much along for the ride with people. You know what happened and now you're going to see how people got there. And it would stop you being like drawn in, feeling like a participant, feeling like excited, etc. every turn. And that would take away a little bit of the glamour. And the second thing, um, it should have started with interviews with police officers um, and actual detectives. You notice that the police officer that they talk to only really turns up, I think, halfway through the second episode or towards mm. the end of the first. Should have opened with that. Should be greater emphasis on the fact that the police have like a pretty serious role in this. And then thirdly, um, last off, I think, they, and this sounds dodgy, but I think they needed to delve quite a lot deeper into the actual mental state of the people that were on those Facebook groups. Like have some interviews about them specifically why that they spend their time online doing this shit why they're like obsessed about a bloke Ooh. strangling a cat so on and so forth right and so you can see that maybe these people aren't in the most healthy place on their li- in their lives and that maybe obsessing over like bringing a random internet killer to justice might not be the best idea yeah those are my yeah. three three suggestions i honestly can't really beat those it's pretty fucking good yeah, I'm a fucking genius. Get cuckolded. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I really like that. Especially the idea that um, uh, showing... Because they kind of hint at it, like these people have issues. So, yeah, like, they say it like once or twice. She's like, I've had problems with depression. And that thing when she's like, online, I can be anyone I want to be. I can be a princess. But like, it could be taken a lot further than that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's, there's no, like when she talks about uh, spending 17 hours online looking at doorknobs, there's no, that is not properly. Yeah. That's not addressed properly, is it? Like, no, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, oh, I spent 17 hours looking at doorknobs. Wow. Good job. You, you are really like, you're trying to bring this guy to justice. You're well done. Thank you very much for your time. Like, no, just stop it. This is really unhealthy, obsessive behavior. Number one, please develop a fucking circle of friends. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Number two, this is why we have professionals who know what they're doing. So they don't waste 17 hours of man time doing something retarded like <laughs> oh, oh my god oh my god as, actually as a tangent from that very much related oh, but i gotta watch out one thing the, uh, retarded i can't say yeah. that well you are Sorry. retarded um so <laughs> Harry. The, the one thing that i do think i do think is is it was like a real actually problematic moment was when they brought on that guy who's like a vigilante um animal rights activist mm, you know the, mm-hmm. the, the like the big bloke who's like bald or something um and they bring him on and then they're like so what do you do and he's like ah oh, you know i stop animal cruelty by any means i can and they're like oh huh, huh, w- w- what sort of way is that <laughs> and he's like oh, i can't tell you don't want to get myself indicted and then they just leave it at that and it's just no fuck off that's not an appropriate thing to do to open with this bloke and actually imply that he's like animal cruelty batman like absolutely fucking not like that's irresponsible flaming wow i did not think of that but that is so on point 
it's hor- it's fucking horrifying. It's not it's okay like, to do that in your documentary. <laughs> it's like the same people who think that um, the Punisher is a hero. <laughs> yes, like, exactly, exactly. Mm. And the thing is, that's exactly the sort of idiots that are going to see this and be like, I'm going to log on to Kiwi Farms and find a sort of, you know, some random teenager has uploaded a video of him like, mildly kicking a dog and we're going to go find his house and burn it the fuck down like that's the point <laughs> this leads to yeah uh, do we need a, you know what we need we need a good purge that's what we need <laughs> oh god um i actually there is not that much more i can say about this tv show though i don't i i was it was just like well there's nothing you want to talk about Right. There's, okay. One thing that you know what I'm going to say. My one positive thing about it, I thought it did um, an admirable job of keeping as much of the video as in the, the show itself something that you could see on a computer screen. I thought that was well done. Like the fact that when they are talking, when they when they go to England, instead of showing stock footage of the Thames, they showed mm. a video of someone on Google Maps looking at the Thames and Buckingham Palace. Yeah, that was smart. Now, that was very smart, I thought. Um, I, 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 like cinematographically, sorry, I just... it's, it's already... I mean, that actually, maybe that sums up the whole thing quite nicely. It's cinematographically a really nice telling of the story, but ethically, morally... and. Oh, sorry, I just remembered something else that really fucking annoyed me. At the end of episode two, it <laughs> ends... It ends genuinely with this sort of reveal... Um, that would not look out of place in a like a Jason Bourne movie. Yeah. Um, when they're like, I knew that Casablanca poster and I knew where he was going next. And then it shows the clip from Casablanca in which um, one guy is going off to be in the French resistance. Another guy, the girl is going back to her husband and then going to America. And then the word Paris is said. Now that's one very specific scene in Casablanca. It may be the ending one, but like, it does not mean he's going to Paris. This is idiocy, like actual <laughs> idiocy of the highest order. Um, and then that final shot of her in the car and then the reflection of the Eiffel Tower comes up. No not okay like she is not jason fucking born she's a middle-aged woman who works at a casino who thinks she's miss fucking marble oh sorry i'm it really fucked me off that it was just like it was another moment of just like okay this is this is inappropriate you're treating this person like a hero like even if there's a moment at the end and i know that there is when she's like oh did we encourage him did you encourage him did social media do this is Facebook bad? Like, even if there's that, it doesn't matter because you've done the bad thing already. You've already painted her as like an international crime-solving internet woman. Like, oh, oh <laughs> sorry. Uh, it is chronic. Fucking chronic idiocy. Um, anyway, I didn't say the bad word then. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else do you, I, I feel like I've talked over you way too much. I'm sorry. I'm very used to getting angry at TV shows and films, and I can spurge uh, words quite aggressively, I realise. Yeah, I mean, um, no, I, I feel like you've covered more than I thought of. I mean, that was, you, you covered the reasons I thought it was an interesting 
drama like just how how responsible they are in terms of what sharing this information like it, it you know they don't really look beyond the well we're going to entertain people for two hours right like what's the impact of that entertainment who gives a shit right that's how i'd sum it up yeah like most of the time i'm not on board the like oh video games or tv shows or films mindful of their consequences like i'm often not on board with that because i don't think art really influences society i think it's more cyclical with art being influenced by society and then sort of influencing it in turn but not really but like specifically documentaries are places people go and they are like the very fact that something is a documentary makes people trust it and yeah yeah. I, as a result, I have a very high bar for like what I want to see in a documentary. For example, I cannot watch documentaries anymore where the footage is video is is obviously edited. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I, I I've got to the point where anything when I'm like, oh, so you know they're like, oh, they're doing an interview with this guy and it's supposed to be off the cuff, but I just saw four camera angles, so I know that there are at least four men with cameras in this room and they've set up separate shots. Like, it, it, I, I find documentaries, I like, I put them under a very, very sort of high intensity level of scrutiny. Um, yeah, it's funny that because that's it's actually not dissimilar from the other topic that I was suggesting that we talk about which was this idea that um, people trust the camera a huge amount more than they used to trust like the narrator in a fiction book, right? When that's actually the ways that the, the ways that the camera seduces you are much more subtle than the way that a narrator in a book does, for example. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I'd be most interested to do, and this would require a bit of preparation would be to look at a clip from a documentary and go through it and think through and talk through how they made that scene, like how they created it. Because I think this is something a lot of people aren't aware of at all. Like, for example, the fact that anytime a shot cuts from a close-up to a wide shot or vice versa, that's a possible time that a documentary filmmaker has edited out audio, has edited out something the person did or said. And, mm -hmm. like, the thing is, that it, that's not, like, me being like, oh, they maybe did it as a nefarious way of doing it. Like, some sneaky person might have done that. I'm saying, like, that happens all the time because that's how you make documentaries coherent. And it's based on, like, the, the director to be, you know, to, to we trust them to make, to take something and to edit it and cut it down and alter it and turn it into a narrative, but fundamentally preserve some idea of the truth. Um, yeah. But I wonder how many people realize that because I don't think very many do. I, 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 in fact, I'd say the vast majority of people don't get it. Like the one I think really got me, you remember survival, that reality TV show. Yeah. When they, they basically mm -hmm. put people, they put people on an Island and then they go off and do various things. Right. And they have to survive. Mm -hmm. So like, I know it's reality TV and every note knows reality TV is to a certain extent set up. I watched an episode with a group of people and, um, so the, the storyline was that some, the group of two men went round the corner to, of like the Island to try and find some fish or, or some stupid shit like this. Um, and the cliffhanger at the end of the episode was them so the idea is that they're carrying like GoPros and stuff, right? They're their own film crew. 
So mm -hmm. like the idea is that it's quite truthful as a result of that. So they um, showed them going around the corner and then like a big wave hits them. And like the camera, you can see the camera like comes off his head and you can see the like camera goes to the, falls to the bottom of the sea. Like you see it falling underwater and then the footage is like, and it cuts out. And so like, it's like, oh, this, this big cliffhanger and the people I was watching with are like, oh my God, they might've been really hurt. And it's like, sorry, how do you think they got the camera footage? Like if that wasn't set up, how did they get the video because clearly they found the camera didn't they or more likely they staged the entire fucking thing and dropped the camera into a waiting man's hand who's snuggling in the sea underneath them like it was infuriating to watch like genuinely infuriating to watch um sorry this is slightly um what's it called but like the, the point being that people people just see camera footage and they think of it as just live stream from people's eyes and the reality is that it's not. It's this massively constructed thing, both technically on the scene and in editing afterwards. And I think I think people don't get that. Anyway, anyway, regardless. That's, that's Someone not. someone's approaching high re levels. I am actually approaching really high levels of re. I think this is like this comes from having to ever if you've ever had to make a short film, like even at the most amateur level, you realise quite how much goes into it. And like, you know, you look at a shot and you're like, in a documentary, you're like, oh, they must have just put a camera down and got that shot. And it's like, no, they put the camera down, they did the lighting, they got everyone into position, they focused it, they started it, they said cut, and or they said cut rolling, and then they did the thing, and then they said cut, and then they finished it, and they took it away to an editing room, and they edited to make it look good. Like, uh, I, I, I think people really, really misunderstand underestimate or misunderestimate Lord, um, the amount of work and changes and things. anyway this is me going on too long this is boring now I'm sorry um, no I, I agree that was kind no, of what I've I was... been basically saying the same thing like for about five minutes though like you get the idea um, yeah, I think it's worth you know expect like sharing some of the details of how that works right like so I wouldn't I wouldn't describe it as waste time um the Any time spent talking to you is a waste of time, Jamie. Ooh. Ooh. Nailed it. Oh, no. He's been racked. Um, All right. That's pretty solid, though. What solid? 